0: the action network podcast i'm just about that action boss Ready? Hey. all right here we go from the 10th throwing end zone spectacular catch they're saying it's a catch Touchdown. you see most gamblers when they go to gamble they go to win oh my god that's incredible <laughs> big bank small bank i like to make money all right the ultimate kibosh. You want to (laughs) bet? And we are underway. Welcome to the Action Network podcast, presented by BetMGM. I am Evan Abrams, and it's just me today. I'm solo. Jill's enjoying his Christmas. Merry Christmas to all out there. So I'm going to go through all of these games, starting with Bengals and Steelers on Saturday, through the Monday night game and Ravens and the 49ers. We're gonna do this a little bit fun. So each game, we're just gonna talk three angles from the game, something from the past, something from the present, and potentially something from the future, week 17, 18, playoffs, Uh, a little bit of fun Christmas angle here. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. And boy, do we have a gift for you. It's a Christmas day special. Let's start with Bengals Steelers. Now, Steelers won the game 34 to 11, covered as three-point home dogs, over 38 and a half. So, starting with the past, obviously Bengals coming off an overtime game. And here's a fun little trend. So, teams coming off overtime, now 44% straight up, 46% against the spread last decade. Now, this week, Minnesota, Houston, Tennessee, and Cincinnati and four straight up 03 and 1 against the spread. So, definitely impacted those teams. Then you talk about the present. Hi. Hey. Christmas present i had a funny feeling sometimes you have to slap them in the face just to get their attention rudolph versus pickett i feel like is the topic of conversation right now now a fun little nugget so career games with multiple passing touchdowns mason rudolph six and 11 starts kenny pickett one in 24 starts now does it tell the whole story no but we did see some spark in offense over the weekend. And you think about it, Rudolph. The better yards per attempt, better QB rating, more passing touchdowns, fewer interceptions, a longer A dot. Is he perfect? No, but I do think career-wise, looking at the whole package, he's better than Pickett. Now let's talk about the future. Zach Taylor, 3-12 and 12 straight up on the road against the AFC North. 15 12 and one straight up on the road versus all other divisions now you say well what about burrow well three and seven straight up on the road against the afc north too so not so great let's do bills chargers bills just squeaked by 24 22 obviously they don't cover the 12 and a half and the game goes over the 44 and a half let's talk about the past for a second obviously Chargers got blown out against the Raiders the week before and ended up covering the spread here. So teams off big losses, 20 or more now 60% against the spread kind of continues and teams is double digit underdogs off big losses. So 35 plus that, that trend now goes to 24 and one against the spread. That's 83% last 20 years. So the bounce back tends to work in that spot. Now let's talk about the present. The reason why Buffalo didn't cover the game, but just squeaked by, you know, it it may be more than this, but Josh Allen's turnovers just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. 29 interceptions since the start of last year, most in the NFL. 18 interceptions while leading. So I think that tells a massive part of the story. Now let's look to the future. So the Bills are big favorites against the Patriots this week. Can you name every quarterback to be listed as a double-digit favorite versus Belichick's New England teams? No, but you're going to tell me. Josh Allen, if they close, so this week. Patrick Mahomes, Kurt Warner, Hayton Manning, and Cordell Stewart. So that's a fun one. Now, Buffalo overall, really struggling to cover these big numbers. So they are three and eight ATS in their last 11 games, 13, 19, and one against the spreads since the start of last year. Now, that includes two and eight ATS as a nine point favorite or higher. So they're just not covering those numbers. And obviously, a huge number against New England. All right, let's go to the Sunday games. Boy, do we have a gift for you. Visions of Super Bowls still dance in the heads of these teams. Let's start with Cleveland and Houston. Cleveland covers as a three-point favorite on the road, game over 39 and a half. I feel like the thing we have to start with here are the Browns. Let's reflect on the Browns' season for a second. So it's their most straight-up wins in a season with a win total of nine or more since moving to Cleveland in 99. Now, with 10 wins... It's also their most wins in a season with 40 to one Super Bowl odds or shorter since 1990. And that's 11 total seasons. So this is really just the best year Cleveland's had from an expectations point of view in a long time. And obviously it's Flacco, uh, 7.5 yards per attempt with the Browns would be the highest for any Cleveland quarterback, minimum 50 attempts for the Browns since 92. It's been a long time since Cleveland's had a quarterback just look this good. Now let's talk about the present. Are you the ghost of Christmas present? 55 quarterbacks have had at least 50 plays this season. Stroud is 15th in expected points added per play or EPA per play. Keenum is 53rd. Stroud is 6th in dot or average depth of target. Keenum's 39th. I mean, it doesn't get much more simpler than Houston just needs their quarterback back. They played well in the second half, got closer, but this was a complete blowout. Now the future. Talk about the Browns for a second. They play the Jets on Thursday night football, and then they're at Cincinnati. So the game with the Jets this weekend, the nugget to know is really this. So Stefanski in his career is thirty-six and thirty straight up, no questions asked. But he's fourteen and twenty straight up after a win, two and zero with Flacco. 12 and 20 with all the quarterbacks. The six other quarterbacks are all under 500 in that spot. So maybe Flacco's the other side of the trend, but hasn't been great for Stefanski after wins. Let's see if uh, Flacco can keep that rolling or not. All right, moving to Lions-Vikings. So this was probably one of the more entertaining games of the day. Lions beat the Vikings 30-24 in Minnesota, two and a half point favorites on the close, over 48. Now, when you talk about the past, you got to talk about Detroit. So finds a way to win the division after what felt like they were blowing this game at certain points. So the first division win for them. in, you know, since 1993, you even saw Mullins throw the interceptions during the game. O'Connell looked just kicked off. Minnesota has actually done decent, at least recently without Kirk Cousins. So they've scored 20 points or more in five of seven games without Kirk. They are three and four, but. Honestly, they've looked better than I thought. Uh, the one issue has just been the interceptions. They've got 11 interceptions since Kirk's out, most in the NFL, and Mullins four on the day against the Lions, which not great. Uh, so that's the past. It is you, the ghost of Christmas past. The present. How could you not talk about what Goff's done indoors versus outdoors? We talk about it all the time, but the numbers are just so glaring. So indoors, he's now 33-16 and 16 against the spread. Now, even if they don't win this game and Minnesota does come back, his completion percentage, 67% indoors, 62% outdoors. Uh, so it's a 5% there. Then you look at the yards per attempt as a jump as well. Goff is just better. Indoors versus outdoors. The outdoors, 34-35-2 and two against the spread. So under five hundred and seventeen games over 500 indoors. And not to mention, Detroit does end the season at Dallas and versus Minnesota at home. So Goff in the dome indoors till the playoffs. Now for the future, it's probably right to look at the next game for the Detroit Lions, especially off this emotional win And there it is. They play Saturday night against the Cowboys, who off an awful loss. Now, you're going to have to lay a number here with Dallas, but probably is a good roller coaster spot to play with the Cowboys. Now let's talk about the Vikings quickly. To reach the playoffs, they're going to need to make up a game on either the Rams or the Seahawks in the NFC standings, likely by winning two games against either Detroit and Green Bay, while Los Angeles or Seattle have to lose one. So tough road for Minnesota. All right, Packers in Carolina. Green Bay just finds a way to win this one, 33 to 30 after Carolina comes back late, tries to steal the game, but the Packers don't cover the spread. The Packers were minus three and a half. So Carolina closes the closing number, game over 39 and a half. I think the topic of conversation when you talk about the past is really Green Bay and their defense. So 25th, in EPA per play this season, 28th since Week 10. Now just listen to these numbers that opposing quarterbacks have put up against the Packers. So Bryce, 312, two touchdowns, no picks. Baker, 381, four touchdowns, no picks. Cutlets, 158, a touchdown, no interceptions. Mahomes, 1 and one. Goff, 332, two and zero. Herbert, 262 and zero. It's just one after the other, after the other. Now Green Bay faces... Minnesota and Chicago coming up. So, not exactly a gauntlet, but of those six quarterbacks, 12 touchdowns, one pick. So, there's a problem in Green Bay. Not for the present. Carolina looked good in the game, but they still haven't run one play in which they are leading in the fourth quarter. They trailed 30 16, they tied the game, and then they ended up losing. And both of their wins this year have come on the final play. So, Carolina just, you know, not in that position late in the game yet and Bryce looked frustrated. Now for the future, it's probably just a actionable look from Carolina's point of view. They're 10 and 5 against the first quarter spread this season. 32 and 17 first quarter ATS the past 3 years. Now, second quarter, they're 4 and 11 second quarter ATS this year, worse than the NFL. So, that's been the trend. Obviously didn't cover first quarter against Green Bay, but think against Jacksonville and Tampa there might be a spot there all right Colts Falcons Falcons pretty much just dominate this one they win the game 29 to 10 as two and a half point favorites game goes under 44 and a half personally this was a game I loved with Atlanta I thought they were going to dominate they played well the reason I did kind of like Atlanta in this game is Heineke over Ritter this year 12th versus 24th in EPA per play. 9% better success rate, Heineke, than Ritter. I, I just, overall, I, I think he makes Atlanta a more steady team, less turnovers. And I think that goes a long way, especially when you look forward. The next two games are on the road. Ritter's such a better home quarterback than road. Now let's look to the present. I'm your ghost of Christmas present. Gardner Minshew continues to play his role. He is 8-4 against a spread as a favorite, 9-14 against a spread as a dog. This season, 5-0 against the spread as a favorite, 2-4 against the spread as a dog. So, again, the role, Minshew continues to play it. Now to the future. Can the Falcons keep this rolling? The Falcons are 5-14 straight up, 5-13-1 against the spread after a straight-up win under Arthur Smith. In the last 20 years, he is 137th of 144 coaches and second worst among active coaches. Are you the ghost of... Christmas future. The Action Network Podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code Action when signing up to get up to fifteen hundred dollars paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be twenty-one or older. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler oh merry christmas that's unbelievable what he just did that's sick seattle and tennessee seattle listen the close was pretty much three so it was a push but i know a lot of people got tennessee plus three and a half so probably covering by the hook there uh and the game itself under 42 and a half when you talk about the past not sure how you don't mention Houdini here. And that is the role Seattle continues to play. So Titans led 10-6 entering the fourth quarter. Seattle obviously won the game. This is Seattle's fourth win this year when trailing entering the fourth. They are four and five straight up. That is tied for the most wins in the NFL. Only Pittsburgh has four wins too. The rest of the NFL is actually 17% win percentage when trailing into the fourth. So Seattle just finding it somewhere in the bag, and, and this game was Gino figuring it out. Now to the present. Well, if it isn't the ghost of Christmas present. Obviously, the funny part, who does Seattle play next? Well, of course, Pittsburgh. Seattle, minus three, minus three and a half at home, up from minus two and a half on the look ahead against Pittsburgh. But this spot has Tomlin written all over it. Woo! I love the Woo! false enthusiasm. I'm going to see if we can make one of you guys quit today. He has traveled to MST and PST, so Mountain and Pacific, five times as an underdog last five years. He is 5-0 against the spread, tends to travel and get in the number. Now to the future. Oh, my God, the Titans. So the Titans now have seven losses after leading entering the fourth quarter since the start of last season, tied for the most in the NFL. And finally, Titans have just struggled offensively lately. They have now gone 34 consecutive games without scoring 30 points. Uh, Longest streak in franchise history and and not great going forward. All right, Washington at the Jets. Oh man, this is a wild one. So the Jets win the game 30-28. They closed minus three. So Washington did get the cover. Game goes over 36 and a half. Start with the past here. Ghost of Christmas past or something? As I did with Atlanta, I think it's time for a please start this other quarterback, or at least please start him if you want to bet Washington. So let's start with a fact. Howell is the first quarterback with 17-plus interceptions and 50-plus sacks since Blake Bortles in 2014. Oh, and Blake Bortles again in 2015. So Howell's been absolutely atrocious. Now, you look at Brissett. now. He's only played a handful of plays this season, but he's been really, really good in those plays. He's made other receivers look good in that team. So I do think it's something you need to play Washington going forward. Now you talk about the present. The Jets simply win when they aren't supposed to. It's like science. They move from the five to seven spot in the draft to now eighth or ninth with the win. If you look forward as well, the Jets next week face the Browns in Cleveland on Thursday night football. And Salah in his career five ten and one against the spread after a straight up win, including one three and one this year and zero and two on short rest. So hopefully they're not celebrating beating Washington for too long. Now to the future, hard not to ignore Washington's massive number next week at home against San Francisco, off the loss. Now big home dogs are on a run. Home dogs of seven or more sixty one percent ATS since twenty twenty and twenty two and eleven this year. So been on a pretty good run there all right jacksonville at tampa bay going to the four o'clock slate now tampa bay pretty much just dominates the game they're up early they're scoring touchdowns they cover the two and a half at home game goes under the 43 and a half just barely now you talk about the past it's probably something no future as well but it's baker mayfield he just can't keep getting away with this is probably the meme to use so his last three games eight touchdowns zero interceptions. 808 passing yards three and oh for the bucks only tom brady has done that in tampa bay history those stats right there so what a run right now for baker now the present the jaguars they've lost four straight after starting the season eight and three the jags are the third team in the last 20 years to lose four in a row and still be 500 straight up or better this late into the season the other teams, 2022 Dolphins, they lost in the wild card round. 2021 Ravens lost in the wild card round. So, not great for Jacksonville going on this skid at this time of year and the future. Shit, this could be like the ghost of Christmas future. The Jaguars worry again is probably just Trevor Lawrence. Since week thirteen and Lawrence's injury, he's nineteenth of thirty six quarterbacks in EPA per play, twenty seventh in completion percentage. He's thrown five interceptions since the injury, below 60% in three straight. He's taken 10 sacks. Something is wrong with Lawrence, and I think it's going to impact them going forward. Jacksonville is at home against Carolina and then at Tennessee. So there's some worry there. All right, Arizona at Chicago. Chicago covers the four and a half. Point spread at home. Can't believe, I I, I bet Arizona in this game, and I still can't believe I'm sitting here saying that Chicago is a four and a half point favorite, but Arizona is just terrible, and we'll get to that in a second. So when you talk about the past, this is just a fun one that tends to pop up sometimes, so I figured it was a good nugget to, t- uh, to toss in here. So teams after playing the 49ers are now 17 and 35 and one straight up, 20, 33 and two, so pretty poor since 2021. So past three seasons, Difficult to play that team now. Obviously, Ravens against the Dolphins next week in that spot on short rest as well. All right, let's talk about the present. I'm the ghost of Christmas present. The Cardinals defense is just absolutely terrible, and they continue to be terrible, and they look terrible against Chicago this week. Last in pressure rate. Last in first downs allowed. Last in EPA play on defense. Last in success rate. They've got Philly and Seattle coming up, so two teams that are going to need those games, so not good. Now let's look to the future. Arizona plays in Philly this week. Now they just lost in Chicago, another cold weather game potentially. So they are 15 and 24 in the last 20 years, straight up in 50 degrees or colder weather. Just not something they deal with well. Didn't look great this week. So we'll see how they look in Philly next week. And if you are a fan, Merry Christmas. All right, now to the most anticipated game of at least probably Sunday. Cowboys, Dolphins. Now the closing spread here has Miami at one and a half point favorite. It was two, it was two and a half, but the Dolphins get the win 22-20. Game goes under 48 and a half. Listen, this is one of the most even games you'll see. Uh, first downs, yards, drives, yards per play, rushing, red zone, penalties. You You look at the box score, even on both sides. Some bad play calling, some bad runs, cough, cough, Tony Pollard. Just a big win for Miami, their first win against an over 500 straight-up team since week three last year against the Bills. And the stat to probably note from Dak's point of view, even though, honestly, he played pretty well when you look at the numbers, Dak falls to six and 14 straight up on the road versus over 500 teams that ranks 115th of 116 quarterbacks in Moneyline profitability since he was drafted. The worst is Andy Dalton. Just a tough stat, but kind of just shows Dallas's struggles on the road. The present is honestly just home road when it comes to the Cowboys. Cowboys 7-0 straight up, 6-1 against a spread at home. Now 3-5 and straight up and against a spread on the road. Honestly, that trend continues over the last few years, too. Dallas has dominated at home, and obviously, they split the rest of the way. They are at home against Detroit, then they have to go to Washington to end the year. For both these teams, it's pretty much about the future. Ghost of the future, I fear you more than any specter I have seen. Miami and Dallas clinch playoff spots. Miami gets the AFC East with a win at the Ravens or a win versus the Bills. From Dallas's point of view, their road to the NFC East is winning out and one Eagles loss. So that's what both those teams need to get their division crowns. Let's go to Sunday night football, Patriots-Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos! And the Patriots get the outright win as 7-point dogs. 26-23. game goes over the 37.5. The only thing to talk about here is really Survivor. Anybody who went with the Peyton-Russ connection, well... It screwed them all year and it screwed them in this game. So Russ and Peyton's three biggest money line favorites this season, which would be Sunday's game week two versus the commanders and week one versus the bears all at home, all losses. Broncos have just been an absolute disappointment. All right. To the present, the Broncos aren't eliminated yet. So they've got two AFC West games coming up. They can still get there with, you know, barely 1%, but Hey, Week 17, not eliminated. So you're telling me there's a chance. The one actionable trend going forward, which, which worked this week because they look terrible, Broncos are now 4-11 and 11 against a third quarter spread this year. Just issues coming out of the locker room. And even last year before Peyton, they are 11-21 third quarter spread last two years. Now future. I am the ghost of Christmas way future. Belichick. 3-7-1 and 1 against the spread after a straight-up win last two years, 0-2-1 this year. So normally the thing would be go against New England next week, but huge number in Buffalo. So if you think Buffalo blows them out, the numbers do back that up. 1, two, three. Time for Christmas. So Raiders Chiefs kicked off Monday's slate at 1 o'clock, and the Raiders... Just pulled off something that I don't think any of us have ever seen before. They win the game twenty to fourteen as eleven point dogs in Kansas City. I think it's just about getting some of these stats out of the way. So Mahomes was thirty three and zero straight up in November or later as a favorite of over a touchdown streak. Over Mahomes now career losses as a double digit favorite two against the Raiders. He's three and two straight up all uh, all time. One against all other teams. He's 21 and one straight up now from O'Connell's point of view, man, he didn't complete a pass in three entire quarters and won the game. His 62 total passing yards was the fewest in a straight up win with at least 20 pass attempts since Eli Manning's 59 in 2007. We just, this game was completely nuts. Now let's talk about the present. So Antonio Pierce moves to 5-1-1 one, and one against the spread in his career. He is covering the number by 12.2 points per game. He's 7-0 oh on a six-point tease. All his games close. He's coaching great. He is the most profitable coach against the spread for the Raiders in the last 20 years and the best ATS win percentage for the Raiders in the wildcard era. Now to the future. What is going on with Kansas City? So, second half unders have been the play because they've been struggling so much. Second half unders are 13 and 2 in KC games this year, fourth quarter unders, 14 and 1. Now, with the loss today, KC eliminated from the bye week and AFC West not yet clinched. So, you know, it looks like we're going to see Mahomes' first road playoff game loading up right this second to the 430 game Giants at Eagles. The Eagles get the win 33-25, but do not cover the lofty 14-point spread. Goes over 41.5. Now to the past. I am the ghost of Christmas past. Stop making Boston Scott happen, guys. He was the most bet player to score a touchdown at a number of different shops. Week 16, like people, we got to be smarter than this. One carry, three yards, and a fumble lost. We were betting, will he lose a fumble? You might have cashed, but he did not score a touchdown. Present. Can the Giants play spoilers? Really the question. They play the Rams and the Eagles again on deck at home. And the Giants have been, you know, they've been covering the number lately. Four and one, ATS last five, six, three and one last 10. They're frisky. And I think Tyrod did make them better today. So we have to see what decision Dable has going forward. Now to the future, the Eagles Three home games they've played against the NFCs this year. An OT win over Washington, a last play to beat the Cowboys, and a last play basically to beat the Giants. So just no blowout wins, nothing in dominant fashion. And I think that's probably the issue with Philadelphia so far. They just have two wins of 10 plus points this year. And the fewest ever for a Super Bowl winner was three done twice, last by the Broncos in 2015. 10 of the last 11 Super Bowl champs have had six of these types of games, Philly only with two. So no dominance, and we're going to have to see if that uh, comes to their favor or their detriment in the playoffs. All right. Now, finally, Ravens and 49ers, the game of the year, the game of the weekend, the game we've all been waiting for, basically, because both these teams have – probably played the best and been dominant and Baltimore just looked more competent from the beginning to the end from three interceptions and for Purdy in the first half uh, that really only led to four point Baltimore lead at the half, but even in the second half, you know, just looked better the entire time. So the stat to know is probably the fact that Lamar and Harbaugh just continue to do amazing things in the first half. They are 50 and 28, First half ATS as a combo, 64%. That is the best mark since 2005. That includes 12-3 and first half ATS this year, also best in the NFL. So they've been rolling early. Now, when you talk about the present, it's probably the underdog trend that everyone was talking about this week. Uh, You know, people thought one way, people thought the other, whatever. But honestly, the numbers are the numbers. Lamar, 12-2 and ATS as a dog now. Ravens twenty and four ATS as a dog in the last twenty four games in that spot just looked really really good and competent and uh, San Francisco San Francisco's offense just looked a little uh, (laughs) struggling would be the word Uh, and I think the uh, last part here is the MVP at halftime of the game Purdy was still plus one twenty five favorite Lamar was plus two thirty Christian McCaffrey was plus three hundred and then it was all the way to twelve to one at Tua. Now, in the post game, Lamar is minus 180 favorite to an MVP. Christian McCaffrey plus 450, two and nine to one. Josh Allen 13 to one. Dak Prescott 19 to one. And Brock Purdy sitting all the way around 18 to one to 20 to one at some books. So from minus 210 range to 20 to one overnight, that is some Monday night football game. Well, uh, that's it, folks. That's all 15 games this week. That's week 16. That is the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. Thank you for tuning in, and let's catch some tickets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.